Artichoke Music Cafe next week. Bassist Dennis Cayaza will be here. The following week, writer Larry Colton. And the week after that, KMHD's Matt Flieger, my boss over there. Today, however, one of my favorite people, saxophonist, teacher, and B-person, Mika Brueggemann. She is one of the founding members of the Quadraphones, playing baritone sax in that wonderful saxophone quartet. Also, she is education coordinator for and plays in the Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble, and she teaches in multiple schools and or organizations. And then there are the bees. You heard me. She is queen of all queen and other kinds of bees in her yard. That's a first for Coffee Shop Conversations. Let's meet Mika Brueggemann. Mika! Tom! Welcome back. Thank now, you we weren't here, were you? Are I, you I mean, you've I been remember here. doing an interview with you in my home studio yeah. eons ago. Long, 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 long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm back. I think, in a way. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yes. You're here. You may have, you've never, may have, have you ever been in this room? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I've performed a couple times. Oh, well, uh, welcome back. Well, thank you. <laughs> See, it all comes around full circle. <laughs> How are things going? Good. Uh, You're busy. Kind of bonkers, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think things got real uh sort of shut down yeah. for a period of time yeah. and now it just sort of feels like everything's in fast forward trying to get caught up and so I think everybody's trying to make up for lost time and it's just kind of yeah. all piling on and yeah. I tried to tell myself you know I just really enjoyed having some time mm-hmm. to do some things and so I even tried cutting back on on the things that were uh you know, that I had pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. um, but now I seem to be just as busy because I'm taking on other things, which yeah. are exciting and kind of hard to say no to. So, so, it's, it's... so I just let it be kind of crazy. And uh, and then I, I think I have gotten better at saying no to some things and uh, and also trying to be more deliberate and taking time for recovery, which ah, is something yes. I didn't do pre pandemic so uh, even though it's still kind of bonkers i am trying to be a bit more careful about all of that well it's almost impossible to say no yeah it really is you hard know? and you, you know especially know. when you've got so many great people yeah. and amazing yeah. humans and musicians asking you to join them on their amazing yep. musical journeys yep. i yeah. can't it's hard for me to not want to be a part of all the things that i can so yeah and you know i mean you never know when things are going to really slow down that's right so i may as well take advantage while i can i really <laughs> I, there was a time where I wouldn't, I would, I didn't say no to anything, anything. Yeah. Just horrible shit I would do. Yeah. You know, just because. How, how much? Okay. Okay. You got me. I'll be there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. I even wrote and produced screaming car commercials for a while. You know why? Because they, 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 asked. they, they, uh-huh. they, they asked and had and they had money. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a whore. <laughs> much. <laughs> Anyway, so how many places are you, uh, where are you, te- you're teaching everywhere, aren't you? Well, so that's one of the things that I kind of cut back on. Um, ah. I was helping out um, Cynthia Plank over at Beaumont Middle School and Jason uh-huh. Margolis over at Roosevelt High School. And one of the things that really um, sat with me <laughs> when I didn't have any gigs mm-hmm. during the pandemic was, you know, I'm all of the uh, groups that I have been in have been, I've been more of a, I see myself more of a team player mm-hmm. in the groups. And then all of a sudden I don't have my team. 
Ah. And so then I started to wonder, well, who does that make me as an individual musician? Uh-huh. And because, you know, I saw there were a lot of people that would just like play, uh-huh. play their music. They play soloistic kind of stuff. And yeah. I had never really done a whole lot of that. Uh-huh. And I, so it was just sort of a question that I was starting to ask myself, you know, who am I as an individual musician and yeah. what, you know, sort of trouble could I get myself into <laughs> as such? And so I decided to cut back on that. Um, and so right now I'm teaching about a dozen students privately. Uh-huh. Um, in various, either in person or online. Individually? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I am putting, I am still keeping, you know, I, I, I am determined to try and keep a little bit of a balance between the teaching and the performing because uh-huh. for me, they go hand in hand. Sure. I feel like I grow as an educator by mm-hmm. performing mm-hmm. and I feel like I grow as a performer. Mm-hmm. Yes. By educating. Yeah, I said that right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. so I'm also still doing the um, Young Jazz Composers program for the Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we're slowly kind of growing that. So we've got, you know, advanced middle school and high school and even young college musicians um, uh, writing compositions for our quintet. Uh-huh. And then we're at, we've added on an alumni component to that. Right. They played here. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that was right around the time when we had, uh, um, um, uh, Miss Wagner, what's her first name? Adriana. Adriana. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. And she wrote, I mean, everybody wrote incredible compositions. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I really liked hers a lot. Now, too. do you play in that? Uh, I don't perform. I'm I'm kind of wrangling everybody ah. and getting everybody. I'm I'm reaching out to uh-huh. our young jazz composers alumni to see if they are interested in composing f- uh, for. And then we're kind of growing the alumni band uh-huh. um, to be more of a sextet, um, and so get it giving these composers a chance yeah. to write for more yeah. instruments. Yeah. Um, and then we are working on the possibility of bridging the gap, you know, to large ensemble, uh-huh. um, hopefully through Ben and Michelle Medler with the PIJO program. Oh, yeah. So Ben's been working on his yeah. summer uh, workshop programs, mm-hmm. and one of the components is going to be maybe like an arranging composition aspect of yeah. it. Now you've been, is, inv- you've yeah. been involved in that since way back. I, I think I am the lo- currently the longest standing member of the PJCE. Really? Yeah, since 2000. Six seven, I want to so say, I is guess when Andrew I, Oliver and I, Gus Slayton started that up. Oh and God, I've, yeah. I yeah. have continued to play with them since wow. then. Yeah, and so, so it's, it's kind of fun to take on this educational component as uh-huh. well, and to kind of slowly grow that over time. Yeah, that's when it. That's when people were calling it indie jazz. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you. I, I used that also. I did. did I did use that. Goes, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what is jazz you know I, I so it's know. it's a hard thing to yeah. put any kind of label on right um yeah but the thing was it was new yes and you kind of yes kind of had to call it something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and indie was popular yeah it was yeah <laughs> we go with the times <laughs> <laughs> so um uh so andrew's not involved anymore since he came back nope ah. nope um i think he's enjoying his new job and i think he is still playing with one of his bands Mm -hmm. um and he is uh you know supporter (laughs) yeah of you know still he came out to um 
our PDX Jazz Fest gig mm -hmm. um, at the Jack London, and so it was nice to see him and get caught up with him a little bit. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, is there somebody? Is is there a teacher that you had that you pattern yourself uh, after when 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 you teach? Uh, I think I take a little bit from everyone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's always. I think we all learn differently. Some are visual, mm -hmm. some are, you know, mm -hmm. learning things by ear, some need to have things written out. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of try to be aware of, uh, you know, what tricks other educators are using yeah. to, to be able to pull yeah. that out from. Um, what were you when you were learning? I'm a very visual learner. What does that mean? So I need to see the dots on the page uh, first, or I need to maybe write write the things down first hmm. before I can really, before it kind of comes together in my mind. Mm -hmm. I, I remember, um, you know, the like math problems. Mm -hmm. If Johnny is, yeah. you know, starting at this train station and yeah. Jane is, you know, going this fat, I really struggled with those because of the verbal component of it. I, if I couldn't oh. latch on a visual huh. uh, of what the math problem was trying to get at, then I couldn't plug the numbers in. So it was pretty easy for you to, to learn to sight read? Yes. That's, I think, uh, kind of one of my strong suits yeah. is being able to sight read. And it's something my grandfather is on my mom's side is actually who taught me how to play saxophone. Really? And he just, that was one of his big um, things too, was just being able to sight read, tap your foot was his, yeah. one of his big things. What do you really mean? internalized. So instead of having a metronome, which is an external oh, yeah. thing beeping at you, uh -huh. um, he would really want you tapping your foot and understanding the relationship of the rhythms and how it relates to this internalized pulse. That's interesting. Plus, I also actually think, um, I used to take dance lessons since I was like four or five, uh -huh. uh, all the way up through high school-ish. Wow. Um, and I also think that being a dancer really helped internalize sure. rhythms. Sure. Um, and so... What and, kind of dance? Uh, I did the, the trifecta jazz tap and ballet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but ballet was a little bit, there were too many rules maybe for ballet oh. for me at the time. Uh -oh. uh, so I kind of resonated <laughs> a little bit more with tap and jazz. Uh -huh. um, so I kind of, I think there were more classes for the jazz and tap stuff than the ballet. Um, Do you ever still dance like that? You know, Ladies and gentlemen, I have to announce that uh, we ran out of batteries. Womp womp. <laughs> But uh, I have replaced them, and uh, when we're, when we can continue. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking no, about no. dance classes, as you I were recall. Talking, yes. We were talking about, are, the, the, are, are you still dancing? Right. So uh, during the, well, it was kind of like when things were starting to kind of open up. Um, oh, I did, the last thing I did pre-pandemic was In the Heights at Portland Center Stage uh -huh. at, as a musician in the pit orchestra ah. and just seeing all the incredible dancers on stage uh -huh. really had me sort of oh. missing that part of my uh -huh. life. I've always loved dancing and, you know, playing with Malau de Cuba, you know, I would dance yeah. on stage, yeah. you know, just yeah. cause I couldn't help myself. Um, and so I, I thought, well, maybe I'll look to see if there's any adult dance classes. Um, and so sure enough, I found one that was right in my neighborhood, um, and so I started to do that, which was really super fun. Um, and then, you know, I started 
getting back out into the world and working again and just scheduling stuff got in the way so i haven't i haven't continued to take the lessons but it's still definitely something i thoroughly enjoy yeah yeah i'm sure why not yeah yeah (laughs) um so um one when i had uh, adriana in here Uh i i i tried to not ask the question but i asked the question by Mm -hmm. not asking the question okay this sounds intriguing. Well, and it's a stupid question. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> you know, I asked her, are you tired of people asking you about what's it like being a, a female trombone mm-hmm, player? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, have a lot of experience with this question. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Well, uh, first of all, are you sick of the question? It's okay if you are, because she was, and, and she's and she's a kid. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I get the question. Yeah, of course you do. Because it's still sort of not uh, as commonly seen, right? As the dudes, right? Um, I think it's becoming less and less relevant because there are just increasingly more and right. more women. Yeah. And, and the other question is, was it ever relevant? I, think, I don't think it I, was. I mean, I think, well. I guess, I, I guess as, an, as an inspirational thing mm, to other women. Well, right. So that is something that um, back in my day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Well, here's the thing. There were women in uh-huh. music. Sure. But I just wasn't aware of them. Ah. So uh-huh. there was, I believe it was like the Sweethearts Big Band uh-huh. was a thing. Sure, Vi uh, Red. Yeah, Billy yeah. Tipton's, sure. you know, which there's the right. saxophone quartet in homage to yeah. Billy Tipton. I just wasn't aware of any of that. Yeah. And so when I f- did first started seeing women in music, I just, mm-hmm. I was sort of like, whoa, wow, okay. Uh, sure, I'll take a little warm-up. Thank you so much. And um, so that was kind of a cool thing uh-huh. to sort of see you know, a fellow female doing yeah. really cool things with music. And f- it sort of felt like, okay, I can, I can do this. Yeah. And I don't feel like a sore thumb sticking out. Like I don't per- feel like, like, like it's per- just permission. Yeah. 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 Um, and I do still continue to be inspired by um, <clears throat> women in music. Um, and, but I just, yeah, I suppose I don't know that it's as relevant of a question anymore Uh uh you know i think we're standing our own ground and you know if you're listening to the radio there's no way of knowing if it's a woman or a man (laughs) very true very true (laughs) and i i think about that a lot and and just think about well it's i get it but it's but at the same time maybe it's not that big of a deal as yeah yeah i'm sorry i asked the question no don't be (laughs) i'm not really but i am in in some way i am yeah yeah you know uh, because uh it's not like I can't think of any other questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, we all know you from the quadrophones. Yes. What's up with the quadrophones? Um, we've been having a lot of fun uh, just playing. Well, of course. Well, I mean, because you, you know. always do. <laughs> I remember the first time I, I met you. I, I met all of you was uh-huh. at, a re- at a rehearsal uh-huh. when I was uh-huh. doing a piece for the Oregonian, uh-huh. and it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're we're 
it's great you know and that and you yeah. you know tying into sort of the you know female question the women in music kind of thing um you know the reason why we got started was because we had never had that experience before of yeah. working with just women yeah and we were all kind of curious like is this really going to be that different and yeah. and i suppose it is in a in a little bit of a way because um because we're all women <laughs> and, there's, and there's a commonality there yeah, um, sure. that I just won't get playing with, with some of my, you know, wonderful male musicians. Um, uh-huh. And uh, we've, and then on top of that, we've been together for a tremendously long period of time. It so we've how, been through all the ups and downs. How long and is we've, it now? I want to say 17-ish years. <sighs> Wow. Plus or minus one or two. Has it I, really been you know, that long? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we've, you know, so we've been through all the ups and downs and we've just been fully supportive of each other through thick and thin. And I think that that's not only made us stronger um, as far as the friendship goes, but that's really uh, propelled our music too. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we've, we know we know how each other sounds and we know uh-huh. how to blend with each other. And yeah. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. We just gel really, really well together. So it's, and that's a fun space to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah. To have all that experience under our belt. Um, so we've, you know, uh, we decided to, as we're easing our way out of, of crazy times, um, <laughs> we kind of wanted to just have it go back to our roots, if you will, really? and have it just be the four of us again. Interesting. So we've been having fun. We're uh, we've been going through. <laughs> we've been we've been saying this for years. We need to just go through because we have a, a large filing cabinet's worth of music yeah. material. Yeah. Um, some of which we just don't play. You know, maybe we it wasn't quite our vibe, or maybe it wasn't a really great arrangement. But we just kind of wanted mm-hmm. to go through all of that. So we're slowly but surely starting oh, to do that. That's nice. And then we're also starting to add some new rep. Um, Mary Sue just brought us a really great uh, arrangement of um, Moon Dogs uh, composition, Birds Lament. Really? Yeah. Wow. So um, and some other stuff too. I think, I think uh-huh. Michelle found some stuff. So we're just starting to kind of read yeah. through that. And we've had you know gigs, uh, various sure gigs here sure. and there we've yeah. our fun one coming up is <laughs> we're playing for the ufo festival <laughs> uh on may 20th in mcminville <laughs> and we'll be rocking it up on um on a float <laughs> so you know is there something in particular they wanted to hear uh just i think well they kind of want like a second liney vibe but of course you know we have to add our own spin so we've got um uh various um alien-like tunes in the mix and we've also um had the great pleasure of meeting uh drummer maria wolf she's up in washington uh-huh. and she's been sitting in with us every once in a while so nice. she's going to be there for the ufo festival too cool yeah yeah we've got our uh you know some wedding gigs during the summer and oh uh, are you gonna yeah. play the chicken dance <laughs> That would be a great. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think we do need to add that into the mix for sure. Yes, you can't have absolutely. a wedding reception. Couldn't have a wedding. You can't have a wedding. When I was a before, just before I moved here, when when the the the, the career had gone in the toilet, I was a wedding and party DJ. If I didn't play the chicken dance, they would never. They wouldn't tip me. You had to play the chicken dance. Isn't that amazing? It's the chicken dance is fabulous. <laughs> 
How can you do the chicken dance and not smile? True. You can't. True. <laughs> Unless you're Wednesday Adam, maybe, <laughs> from the Adams family. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> chicken dance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad those days are over. <laughs> I bet. Fun though they were. Yes. Well, sort of. <laughs> um, so, uh, so you finally, finally, after after years of prodding, got the Durkin record out. Yes, yes, <laughs> finally. Every time I would <sighs> see any of you, four, <laughs> five, including Durkin. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Every time I would see any of you, I would. Close. I, I had to ask. And it went on for years. I think at least two years, I think it was. Oh, it was longer than that. You think? I think so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> what a wonderful album that was. Thank you. What was the name of it again? Uh, Five Pointed Star. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes yeah, yes, which yes. is on Bandcamp. Um, Good. And yeah, I, I absolutely, you know, this, more and more, this is, I'm just in a constant sort of reverie about um, all the, great people i've gotten to you know work with and andrew durkin is certainly no uh, exception and um yeah i just adore uh his compositions uh nothing like it yeah i I, I mean i've kind of told him before i feel like it's a it's a combination between like mingus zappa Zappa, and bach yes (laughs) i was just wild and wonderful i I have i have told mary sue and some other people in the in the band here that uh, i have never seen any band play things that are so complicated and so challenging and come out smiling (laughs) i mean it's fun yeah 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 it's always fun to have those were you a part of the the orchestra it was one of the early Portland jazz composers ensemble concerts, and it was a Durkin piece, and he was conducting. And the brass, the different sections of the orchestra, got up, stood up, not when there was their solo necessarily, but uh-huh. at random. I do kind of. It was the funniest thing. Remember that? It was really uh-huh. funny. Uh huh. Very funny because why, why are you standing? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? What's no. happening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's such a. You know, such a, uh, a staple, such a, you know, such a cliche, uh-huh. you know, for, uh, you know, all the trumpets stand up, right. not all the saxophones stand up, right. but, the, but it was, this was at random. Yep. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Andrew Durkin's world. <laughs> yes. And now he's an author. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Doing amazing yeah. children's, not children's books. Right. Yeah. Right. Which right. is super cool. Um, There are whispers. Uh-oh. Of potentially another collaboration oh with boy but who knows how yeah. long that might take which is fine we'll we'll be right. here <laughs> right well i guess i'll have to stay alive then yeah yeah yep. <laughs> you know yep <laughs> that's a goal yep. uh-huh. i'm going to live goal. until i see another uh-huh. quadrophones andrew durkin collaboration I yeah like yeah i like it <laughs> <laughs> do you do any compos- composing yourself i've done a sum total of two now two compositions i know it's amazing two compositions for the quadrophones um i've started Mm -hmm. compositions i did do one for my senior recital in college Uh um i I started off playing piano when i was super young 
um, and played on and off for nine or ten years. Um, and that was one of my favorite things to do when I was a youngster was to just, the piano was in my parents' bedroom. Uh-huh. And so just to go in there and plunk on the keys and make some noise yeah. and some different sounds, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, and so for my senior recital in college, it was sort of a break from my practicing. Uh-huh. I would just plunk down at the piano. And, and I wrote this crazy short brief tune and and so and I decided what the hell I'm going to perform it for my senior <laughs> so I did have that composition and I've started some things but I haven't finished them it's and it's something sh- I would like to kind of get my head wrapped around a little bit more mm-hmm. um, it's just a matter of trying to find that balance mm-hmm. you know I think mm-hmm. again trying to say no to more things mm-hmm. more external things and yes to more yeah. internal things that yeah. I would like to yeah, gotcha. try and explore a little gotcha. bit more so yeah uh, um, what what are some of the tunes that you that you've brought to the to the quadrophones uh, let's see so uh, the piece I had um, first written for the quads was um, what could possibly go wrong oh. with the manicure and champagne? <laughs> I love that. I love that tune. Um, it was based, it's real life. You know, they say, write what you know. Yeah. And so I remember Mary Sue telling this story of, um, you know, she's getting, it was for our CD release. Uh-huh. And she was getting her manicure and drinking some champagne, just, you know, relaxing before we went and performed. And, yeah, yeah. and then she found out there was um, a mistake on the marquee. And and just in you know and One how you know how two. expressive Mary Sue is and yeah, she's yeah. I just had this really great visual of some p- person trying to very carefully do the manicure but you know with her arms <laughs> wildly um, expressing her exasperation um, and it just really stuck in my mind so I thought I'm going to write something about that and so I I managed to write that and then. The other one uh, was meant to be a part of a suite, um, uh-huh. and I've only gotten one movement done, but um, I don't know how you feel about Portland drivers, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> but uh, I've experienced a few frustrations yeah. since being here, Yeah, and uh, so I thought I'd write about it, and so the uh-huh. first movement, it was meant to be like a PSA uh-huh. suite, and so the first movement is entitled Don't Be Afraid of the Merging Lane. <laughs> and so that's that was my second piece that I wrote. Um, well, I, I, being from the East Coast, I utilize the horn in my car mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. purpose it was intended. Yes, to get people out of the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up in Southern California. Now, granted, oh, Southern mm-hmm. California has more lanes, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it doesn't feel quite as claustrophobic. Right. And so being able to really be spatially aware of your surroundings is a little easier than it is here. I'm being very nice right now. Uh, oh, don't be. <laughs> but it, it can get a little frustrating. Yeah. The second movement is going to be entitled, um, No, You Go. <laughs> and I've, I've, gosh, it's been so long I've forgotten the name of what my third movement was going to be, but... Um, you can all give me some suggestions. <laughs> Are there other people's tunes that you've brought to the to, to, to the quads? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I've done arrangements. So I did uh, the Stevie Wonder arrangement. Um, oh, don't don't you worry about a thing. That's great. Um, let's see. What else? I I feel like there's one or two other things that are just not popping into that's my okay. brain right now but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i like doing m- arrangements mm-hmm. of other people's tunes mm-hmm. i kind of 
have an itch to do um, some of Fiona Apple's arrangements. Really? I find her to be a very interesting writer. Huh. In what way? And she does. Well, she uses a lot of layers, uh-huh. rhythmic layers, uh-huh. um, kind of clever play on words. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think thought that that might be something interesting to at least explore. I don't know if it would translate to saxophone quartet or not, yeah. um, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a, um, a moon. I just bought a, a moon dog. My brother-in-law actually got me into moon dog yeah. and I just bought his biography and I also <laughs> found a record of his. Um, and there was, this is only my second time listening through and I'm, I'm even forgetting what the track name was called, but the yeah. first song on, on the record, I thought, oh, this could be kind of interesting to uh-huh. try to translate to uh-huh. saxophone quartet. So yeah. I have, there's, and that's the other thing. I I have lots of things percolating, but I can't seem to figure out how to manage my time to oh. sit down and. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a constant um, quest. So, um, uh, how, how how often do you do you, does do you, do you, you guys get together to 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 practice or play? it varies? Um, you, is it, is it, I think we're trying to get more on a regular track of things. Yeah, um, maybe yeah. twice a month. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know we're all. It must be really terrific to to you know to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how have you managed to remain friends? <laughs> Seriously. I think, well, I mean, we're stubborn and we love each other. <laughs> and and I, I think we all recognize what a awesome thing that the four of us have mm-hmm. in in what we do. All of our personalities are similar but different and um, they balance each other out. And mm-hmm. um, but then we don't let each other necessarily get away with everything either. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll speak our minds um, and we've just created a space that allows us to do that. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, we might get frustrated with one another, but yeah. we'll work through it. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we do that, I think, just creates this a stronger bond. Yeah. And like, yeah. you can't throw anything at us, really. <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, without us being able to really work through it. And um, we really enjoy what we do. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. <laughs> yeah. And we enjoy what we do with each other. So. Do you remember a time when you first realized how important the baritone sax is? Because it is. It is. Well, probably the very first time I attempted to play Barry Sax. Yeah. Um, in high school, I had missed the jazz band auditions. Mm-hmm. I was out of town or something. And uh, so the band director said, well, you know, there's there, we have a Barry Sax seat open if you really want to play. And <laughs> so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, okay. And we actually had to go... Uh, to a neighboring town to find a music store that actually had any berries to rent out. Jeez. Um, and it was an old clunker, a, a old beat up Martin, which was <laughs> kind of still cool. Yeah. Berry. Um, and the little practice room was just big enough for an upright piano, a piano bench <laughs> and one chair. <clears throat> and that's pretty much it. So I squeezed in there with the saxophone and you know, I'm in high school. Yeah. Um, and and I so I started to honk on it a little bit, and then I just I just went for it, went for the lowest note I could, and I could not stop laughing because my whole <laughs> body just shook with this tremendous vibration, and I thought, oh yeah, this is the best thing ever. Um, 
And I mean, I think I've always enjoyed kind of doing stuff that's a little against the grain, you know. Uh Um, Oh, you think? I mean, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And so the Barry Sachs was definitely like unexpected. Yeah. Um, So I enjoyed it for that reason. Um, And I think, you know, and then in college, I... (laughs) In college, I actually kind of, well, I was an education major first. Uh I didn't even realize I was going to kind of fall in love with performance until my close, close to my third year. Wow. Um, And I played in the jazz bands, Mm -hmm. but I was primarily focused on classical alto playing that our instructor, Wilde Zumalt at the time was, uh, he's just got one of the best classical saxophone sounds Mm. I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just was really drawn to that um but i really also enjoyed playing jazz yeah in jazz bands um and then i I had the great fortune of um having joel debartolo who was the bass player for the tonight show doc severinson band he he started teaching at nau Uh um and you know he's he worked as a bass player with all all the people sure and he really drew out i think probably it was joel where I really started to understand the role of the Barry Sachs. Yeah. Um, which is? Well, which is both harmonic and rhythmic. Yeah. So you're providing the yeah. harmonic foundation mm-hmm. for not only the rest of the saxophone section, but the mm-hmm. ensemble, yeah. if you're doing a big band kind of thing. Um, but then also r- rhythmic. I, yeah. I have my ear glued to the bass player and the drummer mm. when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um to really make sure that that's yeah. all the rhythmic things that are going on are, are huh. really huh. solid so that the yeah. rest of the section can just yeah. play, play their melodic lines yeah. over on top of that. But then also, you know, that the berry also has kind of a melodic, it can have a melodic voice. Sure. Um, and so finding, finding that voice has been a fun process for me. Yeah. <gasps> and of course, in, in, in soul, and blue, soul, soul music and blues, mm-hmm. it's essential. Yeah. You can't have a you can't really have a band that's anything if you don't have a bar, if don't have a berry in it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I and I think that's the other thing that I just enjoy about saxophone in general is that it really, in my humble opinion, I don't think that it really gets the credit that it rightly deserves. Oh, sure. And that of course it is, not. It is really a tr- truly versatile instrument. Not that all yeah. the other instruments aren't versatile, but. Uh, I just don't think the saxophone gets his, enough credit. It can be um, an incredibly beautiful classical mm-hmm. instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, it works in Latin bands. It works mm-hmm. in big bands. Mm-hmm. Um, works in New Orleans band. You know, it Absolutely. just it really stretches. A, a, I remember that time. In, it can stretch at, at the Silverton Jazz Wine and Jazz Festival when you guys played Tutti Ma. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's, and it, it and you can you can make a lot of arrangements from different styles of music sure. and make it work. You know, Andrew Durkin wrote us um, from out of nowhere. Oh shoot, now I'm blanking on the name of the it's band. Okay. Yeah, but it's you know like an ACDC type band. <laughs> yeah, but, Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel so awful for not remembering. No, that's who, okay. Who did that? But um, yeah, that's one of the things. So my since the pandemic. I've been wor- working hard on redeveloping, redeveloping my concept of time because I, 
I can't. I have a really hard time now remembering if something happened last week or last oh, year. Oh, I thought you meant as well I, as remembering details. Oh, like, I see. I thought you who, meant rhythmically. Yeah. <laughs> no, not rhythmically. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Yeah. Chronological. No, time no, oh, absolutely. Has just yeah, completely. Yeah. Because those, those, those years, those two years, they've disappeared. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? See, it's time, so bizarre. It's like, it's like the, the, that time didn't exist. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, and details. That's yeah. the other thing I need. <laughs> I've, been, I've been working really hard on uh, trying to remember the details, but unfortunately, I don't remember who the original. Well, wait, you get to be my age. Yeah, and you won't be able to <laughs> remember so anything. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'll just be deliriously, yeah, blissfully ignorant of right. all the things. Uh-huh. Right. Well, that's uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. You know, I yeah. mean, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. You can't remember. You can't remember. <laughs> Let's go on to the next thing. Just make, make up something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but yeah, so just really versatile. And that's what I enjoy about it. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's, I can kind of also get myself into a little bit of trouble because I want to take all the gigs. Oh. The more variety, the better, right. you know? Right. And right. I just think, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I remember you had a gig just, just prior to the, to the pandemic where you played it at, at All Classical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they had their. It was a Thursday at three um, series, uh-huh. um, and that was super. I heard fun. Yeah, on we radio. played some Debussy, and yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Another example of another woman who's running a major organization hey, yep. here in That's Portland. That's right. That's right. Suzanne Nance. Yes, I love right. her. She's yeah. just terrific. Yeah. Yeah. That was a super fun event. Yeah. For sure. Huh. <gasps> um. Any, uh, 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 what was I going to say? Anyway, that's okay. I'll, I'll, it, it'll come back Just to me. It it'll up. come back to me. <laughs> come back to me. Um, so uh, do you, do you, do you play every day? Yes and no. It depends on the week. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, sometimes, uh, yes, I'm playing. Well, just this past weekend, I had was I caught was calling it the the double whammy trifecta. So <laughs> I had two either re, you know a rehearsal or a performance Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sunday. Whoa! Um, uh, and but that's good, right? Yes, it, it's yeah. good. It's also kind of exhausting. Well, yeah. Um, and so yeah. again, I just have to make sure that I'm trying to reserve some downtime for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so in in that vein, if if I've really been going strong for a lot, sometimes I'll just do the bare minimum yeah. that I need to, and I won't necessarily just pick up my horn and practice. Yeah. Because um, you have a family, too. <laughs> um, I mean, I have my husband, and I have three <laughs> chickens and two kittens and a whole bunch of bees. Ah. Um, uh, but, yeah, we've got a backyard, and, and you know, my husband and I like to travel and uh, camp. What do you mean and, you have a whole bunch of bees? Uh, I am a uh, apprentice beekeeper <laughs> don't you know <laughs> wow <laughs> long story short um some friends of ours um got into beekeeping and uh they asked if we could house one of their hives in our backyard we have a pretty good sized backyard yeah and so we we're like yeah sure great they'll pollinate our plants wonderful <laughs> we, we didn't know a thing and then my husband kent was mowing the backyard and they swarm which is what bees do when they have a healthy happy hive <laughs> um and it's not a dangerous uh-huh. thing um 
it's just what they do. And so they half of the hive leaves um, with the old queen and they gather into a clump on a branch somewhere. Um, and then they find a new home to continue expanding their population, um, which is great um, if you're in a suburban environment or oh, yes. forested environment. Gotcha. But when you have attics and oh. uh, various things in oh, a oh. Um, more rural area, then yeah. you want to try to make sure that you are being a good beekeeper. Um, but we didn't know what to do, so we called our friend, but he was out of town. But of course, this is Portland, so they have um, bee people. And this guy showed up, no joke, shorts and tevas, like sandals Uh and a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. And like maybe a little netting thing over his head. Yeah. That was it. And he asked me, do you want to help me catch these bees? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Yeah, why not? What could happen? What could happen? And so he talked me through the whole thing, and we caught them a bit in a big cardboard box. <laughs> and I was hooked ever since then, and I just thought, this is really amazing. And uh, <laughs> so then my husband bought me, um, you can take classes to be a beekeeper, apprentice. So I made the class. apprenticeship le- level. You can take classes for anything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. anything. And, it was, and it's just endlessly fas- fascinating to me how these bees decide you know okay you're gonna stay but we're gonna leave and you know now we need to um, make a queen um and now we need to kill the drones and now we need to you know clean up and draw more comb and (laughs) we can create this goo out of pollen and nectar um, and this goo is chock full of all these great antioxidants and it never, ever goes bad. I mean, it's just magical and wonderful. So um, we've really been enjoying doing that. And then, you know, we uh, we make sure that the bees have enough honey to last over the winter. And then if there's any extra that they have to offer us, then we have that for our friends and family. And it's fun. <laughs> that is so bizarre. Yeah. Yep. Really is. <laughs> yeah, so, of course, you, you know, know what the next question is. Tell me. You ever get stung? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, oh, this is part, that's part of the gig. It's kind of part of the gig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my husband has gotten stung more than I have. I'm a little bit more cautious. He kind of likes to really dive in. I like to move really, dive really slowly. Dive into bees? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, because you have to inspect the hive, make sure that uh-huh. there aren't any diseases and uh, uh. that you have a good, healthy queen and so that the bees can, you know, sustain themselves. And the bees themselves. don't like that. Well, you have to catch them in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the best mood uh, on a lovely, sunny day like today. How can you tell if a bee is in a good mood? Oh, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. <laughs> when you when you open it up, yeah. you have like a lid. And yeah. so... You know, usually they're just kind of, you know, milling around. If you, so this was our lesson learned. We, um, when we were first getting into it, we wanted to, we were really anxious the first winter. You know, did they survive? Did Uh they make it? Uh Did we, did they have enough honey stores? And, and so we kind of opened up the hive to take a peek, but it was kind of drippy and misty. And Uh just, it was at the end of winter, which is when all of their, honey reserves are getting on low yes and so any disturbance could be a bear yeah. trying to yeah. you know sneak in the last you know try to steal <laughs> some of the last of their honey and so they're going to be understandably quite protective <laughs> and uh i 
was so we open up the hive and you hear kind of a you know like they're <laughs> they're warning you uh-huh. and then they all flew up onto the ledge like little warriors and they just had their sights on us <laughs> and if we moved they would move all in sync and then they and then they charged after us and we ran away um in our bee suits so that was that was the lesson learned really you have to know when when to inspect them when they're in a good mood which is when it's sunny out um and if as if it's sunny if they have a lot of food uh if there's no upset in the hive then um disease and or whatever then you can if and as long as you move slowly you can pull the frames out you can you know even like gather up the bees in your hand um just you just gotta move slow catch them when they're in a good mood do you name them no uh we name we name the hives just to for us oh. to keep track of which hive is okay. which <laughs> um but not not the individual bees no that would be <laughs> torture that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you the truth when i when i got in the car to come here today i did not think we were going to end up talking about bees but why not and yet yes why not yep. why not mm-hmm. why not <laughs> Maybe you should, have you ever thought of recording their sounds and making a piece out of it? I have. Yeah? Actually, yes. Um, it's another thing that's percolating. I did a story one time, a TV story, on a guy who was a, a sort of an avant-garde composer in Virginia. And he also raised pigs. Oh, Lord. And he would record them. <laughs> They're so loud. Yes. And not in a pleasant way. No, no. no. And, My and poor they, brother had to raise pigs. Uh, it was a family friend who had a pig farm. And yeah, he hated yeah. every minute of it. And it yes. was. And I remember yes. that. But this guy had a strange, how shall we say, attraction to the pigs. Okay. And we'd I get mean, in, they're smart. They're supposed to be super smart. No, no. This was, this was a different okay, thing. Okay, Okay. This was okay. not... Okay. Not a good... Okay. Not I mean, a positive... It was, good, it was good for him. Okay. All and right. And whether it was good for the pigs, I'm not sure. <laughs> but they seemed, they seemed to have a mutual attraction. Okay. Which was... And it was... And he... We went there to shoot... And and he uh, and he got into the into the into the whatever it is with the, all the mud and gunk and shit. And he got in in the, into the middle of with the pigs and was hugging them and all this. And then and of course we then we went to his his studio, and he had to change his clothes. But his, 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 the clothes he changed into were still had the was reeking of pigs, and and he played this piece for us called Swine Lake. Mm-hmm. But it was it wasn't it was it was like sort of like if 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 um, uh, if the art ensemble of Chicago were 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 made up of pigs, uh-huh. it wasn't like it was very outside kind of stuff. Okay, but it was pigs. Okay. When we stopped, when when, when we when we finished shooting, we got in got in the van and we went to the nearest um, restroom we could find just to get the stink off of us. And it was just horrible. It was a good story. It's a part of the experience. It was a good story. <laughs> Indeed. But Sounds like it. You know. Uh, Maybe not something you would repeat. No, no, no. Once is enough. <laughs> 
Once is enough, you know what I mean? And, and uh, uh, don't be offended, but uh, from then on, it was known as the pig fucker story. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You. Seriously. <laughs> you. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I know. I know. That is the, that is the, the, the response that uh, we have heard more than any. Uh, and when I've ever, ever, when I, whenever I've told that story mm -hmm. is, ew. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ew. Is ooh. Ew. 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 Yeah. I know. Yeah, well. But uh, you don't have that problem with bees. No. Nope. <laughs> no, siree. No, because you I mean you would have to name them and have some sort of relationship with them. <laughs> I do. I will admit. Uh oh. I do sing to the bees. Do you? Mm -hmm. What do you sing to them? Uh, I actually sing. It's a a tune that uh virginia lopez taught me uh -huh. um and although i will say it's it's actually more to keep me calm than the bees i think because um, <laughs> you know when they do you yeah. they'll they'll kind of make their noise and sometimes it's it's not necessarily a bad noise but you know i and we we work very hard to try not to smush bees as we're working in the hives yeah um and so if i sing then mm -hmm. it just keeps me calm and moving slowly and I like to think that the bees enjoy it too. But what's number one on the bees list this week? What's number one on the bees list? That you sing. Oh well, it's it's this song. Um, oh, okay. Uh, that Virginia taught me, mm -hmm. um, and it's just a very calming um, sort of Afro-Cuban uh, song. Yamile odo, yamile odo, boboache. And it just goes, you know, it's just kind of meditative. Do they like it? I think so. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Keeps me calm. <laughs> That's more important. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, but it would be great if it worked both ways. Yeah. 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 I think, you know. Can bees hear? They must. I wonder. I don't have no idea. I mean, that's they must actually, because uh, the queen does this cool thing uh, called piping, where when it first emerges and hatches, it pipes um, for other queen bees. Because uh -huh. if there are other queens, because so, sometimes the bees will will lay m multiple queen cells, um, and uh, so they do the piping. And if there's more than one queen, then they kind of duke it out, huh. because there can only be one queen. Yeah, it's in rare occasions you can have two queens, yeah. um, but they'll kind of duke it out. So the other bees must be able to hear that. Piping now, noise. do you identify with the queen or are you a side bee? Hi, mm. <laughs> mm, maybe both. Both. <laughs> oh, maybe more of the worker bee. Worker. Oh, I can see that. You know, you're yeah. you're helping the yeah yeah whole hive thrive. Right. Yeah. Um, and the queen, you know, she. She really just is there to kind of lay the eggs and take care of the brood. <laughs> That's great. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> you know, I love doing these because sometimes it's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the person. I've never met mm -hmm, the person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but then sometimes I have met the person like you. But I never thought in a million years that we'd end up talking about singing to bees. <laughs> You're keep, welcome. Keep, keeping the music, musical you know, 
a portion of our program mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Yet and yet. <laughs> a couple little tangents here and there. <laughs> That's not a little tangent. That's a big tangent. Do you get to, when you go home, do you, do you just go check on them and say hi? Yeah. 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 Oh, they're, it's super fun. I mean, I love going out there just with my cup of coffee and watching yeah. them come and go. They have their little <laughs> flight patterns that they really? do. And you get to see, you know, how much pollen they're taking in and Jeez. see them dragging out dead bees. Or, oh. Um, I mean, it's a part of the, it's part of the job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. They're trying to keep all, you know, any disease or cramped spaces it's 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 yeah it's thoroughly fascinating i love watching them and the land they'll land on us and they just hang out yeah. they like to you know warm up in the sun and well you know if you if you if you if you if, if you if you record them you know you could write something in b flat <laughs> <laughs> that was awful wah, oh, wah, wah. <laughs> still that sounds like something Durkin would do. Uh huh. He he does have a, a song called the Bee Dance. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is you know so that's this is another cool thing about bees. Um, real quick, is when they find plants because they have a three mile radius uh-huh. that they can collect pollen, and uh, when they find uh, a good find, uh-huh. then they have to be able to tell the other bees how to get there, <laughs> and they do a dance. Really. And it's in relationship to where the sun is, and somehow this dance tells them, okay, at the at the big maple tree, take a left, and then uh, kind of go a down a block, and then uh, at the corner where the yellow house is, you turn right, and there's this huge rosemary bush. <laughs> this is like <laughs> I, mean, a, a, this I don't know exactly, but that's that's kind of this is like a BGPS. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And they dance, and they do a little dance, they, they, and they, they go in circles, and it hasn't, I, as far as I'm aware, it hasn't been deciphered. You know, what the dance. Do a little dance, make a little pollen, uh-huh. get down tonight. Uh-huh. Make gotcha. some honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this has been fun, Tom. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. So let us let us conclude the way the way I always like to conclude these by saying That's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, da 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 da. <laughs>